Good morning to you. Hi there. Welcome to our brand new series, uh, The Apostles' Creed, I believe. And um, it's obviously a vital statement of Christian faith, The Apostles' Creed. Um, We're going to have a look at it over the next few weeks on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So let me give you a brief introduction, first of all, to the Apostles' Creed. And of course, there's a rather quaint uh, story about the origin of the Apostles' Creed, that the 12 apostles were sitting in a room together and each of them came up with a different line of the Apostles' Creed. So, for example, Peter came up with, I believe in God, the Father, Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And then James came up with, in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. And then uh, John came up with, who was conceived of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, etc. And Thomas finished very fittingly with, we believe in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Now, that's a quaint story, but it's definitely not historical at all. In fact, what really happened was this, that We have at the end of Matthew 28, that Trinitarian statement that people are to be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And this kind of led to a formulation of Christian belief called the Old Roman Creed, which in turn then led to the development of the Apostles' Creed, which was used and recited by the church from really the the fifth century onwards, we have records of, but probably well before that. And it is a creed that affirms what we believe and which confronts error. It was important for the early church and it's important for us to have a yardstick by which we can measure what we believe to be true, the essential truths of the Christian faith, and to measure them against erroneous teaching and uh, incorrect and heretical teaching. And so it is a timeless distillation of the essential truths of the Christian faith. As one person puts it, uh, for almost 2,000 years, the Apostles' Creed has provided the church with a venerable summary of core Christian doctrine. It distinguishes truth from error, light from darkness and life from death. Indeed, the Apostles' Creed stands as a landmark of orthodoxy to guide the church. And so we have this wonderful statement of what we believe. And it begins with that phrase, I believe. In the Latin, credo, where we get the word creed from, means to believe and We're beginning by saying that as Christians, we actually believe in something. I believe in truth. We believe in something, objective truths that have not changed and will not change. I don't know about you, but I find that quite encouraging. You know, in life today, there's so many things that change There's so many different emotions. One day you're up, one day you're down. We're short of petrol. We're worried about COVID and there's colds going around and we can uh, find ourselves going all over the place. WhatsApp is suddenly having an outage. How are we going to possibly survive? And we can be all over the place if we just rely on our feelings, how close we feel to God, 
but actually we can rely instead on objective statements of truth that will stand the test of time and that do not change. We believe in. And then it tells us, and this is what I'm going to just spend some time on this morning for a few minutes. I believe in God, the Father. The creed connects us to the faith of our fathers and to what the apostles believed. And they began with this statement, we believe in God, the Father Almighty. Now, it begins then with the statement, we believe in God. But that's not enough. God is a very nebulous concept. Lots of people believe in God. We make up God according to what we would like God to be like. But what we have here is a definition of who this God is. And it begins with he is God, the Father Almighty. Immediately, we're introduced to the idea that we have a God who is relational. He is a father. Until I had children, I was not a father. You can only be a father if you have relationship with, if you have children that have come from you. And so God is a father because, first of all, he has his son, the eternally begotten son. And we'll look at that at another time, eternally begotten of the father, but also because we are his sons. And so he is a father by nature because he has sons. Now, the idea of God as a father is a very revolutionary idea. In Islamic tradition, for example, they would believe in God as a creator and all sorts of things, but never as father. Father is a uniquely Christian teaching and reality. And in the Old Testament, God as father was a concept which said that he was father to the nation of Israel. As it tells us in Deuteronomy, he was the father of Israel. And in Hosea, we're told that he is the father who carries Israel like a child. So he is a father to a people. There are hints of personal relationship with God as father, such as in the Psalms where it says that he is a father to the fatherless. But it's really only when Jesus turns up that we are told and that Jesus refers to God as his father personally and then teaches us that we can call him our father at a personal level. And so Paul picks up this theme of God as our father, for example, in Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. And I'll just read a few verses to you. Those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And so we have in this passage a wonderful reflection of the fact that we can call God our father in a very intimate and personal way. Let me give you just a couple of truths to feed your soul as you go out into this week. The first thing just to note from this is this. 
that this is something that only Christians can claim. Sometimes people talk about the uh, God as the father of humanity. And there is a tr- sense in which that is true, of course, because all humanity derives its existence and is sustained by God. There's a sense in which God is the father of humanity. And certainly we're told that in him, we all live and move and have our being. We exist because of him. So he is paternal towards his creation in that sense. But only Christians can say that he is our personal father who we know and who owns us personally and individually. He is our father. The spirit testifies those who are led by the spirit are the children of God. Only those who are led by the spirit are the children of God. And then the second thing I'd love you to take hold of, and this can we can finish with this, is that we can think of God as father in two extremes. The first, of course, is that he is a Father Christmas kind of character. And it's all very soppy and sentimental. And he's just a big sop. And uh, but actually, Jesus said, no, he is the holy father. He is the righteous father. He is a father who we respect, a father who we have a filial fear of, not a, a wrong fear, but a good respect and reverence and fear towards. So he is not a sentimental Uh, father. But on the other hand, he is not an ogre. And I want to finish with this. He is not, we do not have a spirit that leads to fear, but we have a spirit of sonship by which we cry, Abba, Father. You know, that knowing God as our father is the perfect uh, antidote to anxiety and fear. Jesus himself said, do not worry about anything because your heavenly father knows what you need. You do not need to fear because you have a heavenly father who cares for you, who knows you inside out, who knows your needs, who has thought ahead, who has provided for you, who has got everything lined up so that he can look after you. He is a heavenly father who cares for you for us. And I'll finish with this. We all know this little ditty, don't we? But it's got a lot of truth to it. And uh, we know this, that the robin, the robin and the sparrow have a conversation. Said the robin to the sparrow, I should really like to know why these anxious human beings rush about and worry so. Said the sparrow to the robin, friend, I think it must be that they have no heavenly father such as cares for you and me. We don't need to rush around anxiously worrying about everything because we have a heavenly father who cares for you and me. I believe in God, the father almighty. He is an almighty father who cares and loves us. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you that we can come to you today. We can make that statement. We believe in God, the Father Almighty. And we thank you that you are our Father, that we're your sons, that you filled us with your spirit and that you've called us into relationship with you. Help us to know you today. Help us to fear you. Help us to walk with you. Help us to love you and help us to know that you care for us and you know everything 
that we need. We ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen.